This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our social media platforms. Visit and follow us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app and follow Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. We're on Podcast One or Spotify. And you can also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air. On the phone with me now, we're joined by Susan May. Susan is the author of the book, Nick's New Heart. We're also joined on the phone by Nick, her son. They're here this morning to share their incredible story. It's our pleasure to welcome Nick and Susan to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning. How are you? We're doing good. Yeah, just great. So, Susan, I'll start with you because it all began with you. Um, Take us back to the beginning. 30 years ago, you were expecting this baby um, your life was filled with joy. When did you learn that something wasn't quite right? I actually learned after Nick was born. The, back that, then, they didn't do ultrasounds uh, unless you had you paid for them, and they weren't routine things. So I didn't actually know until Nick was born. The pediatrician told me there that he had some type of heart birth defect and that he was going to be sending him to the Children's Hospital in Atlanta. Okay. So it was a it was a scary event. Okay, so what was his diagnosis, and what did the doctors tell you about his future, his prognosis? Out of the six major heart birth defects you can be born with, he had four. His main problem, though, was he had a three-chambered heart. You're supposed to have four chambers to your heart. The prognosis was um, probably to live uh, four or five years, not very long at all. Mm. So at five days old, your baby had his first open heart surgery. How did you process that information as a mother? And what was going through your mind at that time? What do you remember? I was terrified. And I don't know that I ever processed it. because I just had to live and put one foot in front of the other and watch the hours go by. But I knew that I loved my new baby boy, and I wanted him to live. And they, being the doctors, believed that they could do something that would help him. And that's what my husband and I wanted. And it, it was very difficult. And it was a completely different world than what I lived in. I don't have any medical background, or I didn't then. I do now, but I didn't then. And uh, so everything they told me was was like Greek to me at that time. Mm. So just before Nick turned two years old, he received a heart transplant. He did, yes. (laughs) Amazingly so, yes. And so did you feel like, okay, we got the answer, we got the heart transplant. Did you feel like that was going to be the end of his medical um, problems, perhaps? No. My, the doctors had told us all along that with a heart transplant, we it wasn't a cure. We were exchanging one set of problems for another. The, what they did promise me, or what his heart surgeon promised me, was a quality of life. It would be better than if he continued to have additional heart surgeries just go through the normal route. And um, and they were correct. The um, A heart transplant, you've got to take medicine for every day for the rest of your life. 
you're always tied to the hospital and having some kind of medical care. And um, so it wasn't it wasn't a quick fix by any stretch of the imagination. So let me ask you guys this. So, of course, it's 30 years later. But what do you know about the person that donated their heart to your son, Nick? And to you, Nick, what do you guys know about that person? And have you had a chance to reach out to their family? What you're allowed to know in the state of Georgia is the age, race, and size, and that is all. So I I wrote a letter to the donor family many years ago and never received any response back, and I left that in their ball field. We all deal with our um, anxiety and our grief in a different way, and I I felt like we needed to honor what they – what they wanted, and that was by not pursuing it any further. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me is Susan May and her son, Nick. Susan is the author of the book, Nick's New Heart, 30 Years and Counting. So our listeners should know that this was 30 years ago. And Nick, you are still alive and kicking and have that heart, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So growing up, did you feel different than the other kids? Did you grow up always knowing about your health issues? And when did you realize the true reality of your own health? I realized it when I was around third grade, uh, being out in gym class, not being able to keep up with everyone like a normal kid would. I would get tired much sooner than they would. But I always told myself I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm going to try as hard as I can, even though I at home. I knew I had a heart transplant or something was different myself, but I didn't want the kids at school to feel sorry for me. Okay, so growing up, you never told your friends or anything that you had a heart transplant? No, I would tell the teachers, mm-hmm. people of importance, just in case something did happen while I was in their care. Okay, so Nick, explain to us personally for you, what was the most difficult time for you growing up and living with a heart issue um, what what was the most difficult part for you? Most difficult part would would probably be taking medicine at the age of thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Knowing other kids my age didn't have to do that. Uh, had an episode where I didn't take it for a while, and let's just say the wrath of God was put into me then. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I continued on the straight and narrow. Now, let's talk about your health today. Um, You touched on it, but how are you today? And let's talk about the medicines. You talked about daily medicines. Is that something you still have to take? Tell us about that. Yeah, today I get up and go to work. I have a two-year-old daughter. I've been married going on seven years now. Uh, I get up, go to work like everyone else, take my medicine at 8 o'clock in the morning and at 8 o'clock at night religiously. I have a routine that I stick to, and if, just like anybody else, they get out of their routine, they're not the same person, and if I get out of mine, I'm not the same. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Susan May. Susan is the author of the book, Nick's New Heart, 30 Years and Counting. We're also speaking to Nick. Nick had one of the first successful heart transplants at the age of one. Today, he is 30 years old. He's here this morning to share his story. Now, let's talk about the book, Susan. Tell us about the book and why you decided to write the book. 
Well, the, to honor his 30th anniversary, it comes out on March the 21st, which is the anniversary of his uh, 30th year. And instead of having a big party, I decided that I needed to write his story and share it. All right, good. And so tell us about the book. It's all about his story, right? It is. It starts with his birth and goes all the way through uh, to um, he's at 31 now. And um, it also shares a lot about my feelings, my husband's feelings, and my children. Um, He has three older siblings, and um, his heart uh, defect and heart transplant affected their lives um, as well. So it talks about a family that has... um, has lived and learned to survive and love and laugh and enjoy life despite having a chronically ill child as a member. Now, I understand, and you talk about this in the book, that sometimes when you have a critically ill child, that impacts a marriage. You talked about the impact of the children um, having children, but what was that like on your marriage? My husband and I were really good team members. I see the glass half full. He sees it half empty. And we, I'm a very much an extrovert. He is, he is more of an introvert. And we play off each other very well and manage somehow to keep everything in the center of the road instead of going too far one way or the other. Or the other person will pull one, the other one back. Mm-hmm. And it it takes two to um, make it work. It, it I don't know how we would have survived without each other, mm-hmm. because it took we needed each other to lean on. We really did. Having a chronically ill child, there's about a sixty percent divorce rate if you've got um, children that are are really really sick. So um, we're going on thirty eight years. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we must have done something right, or we just managed to muddle through really well. All right, there you go. Again, we're speaking to Susan May. She's the author of the book, Nick's New Heart, 30 Years and Counting. We're also speaking to Nick as well. For more information on the show, you can follow us on our social media platforms, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. You can also listen to us anytime you like. Just go to your favorite podcast app and follow Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Now... What's your personal message, Susan? I know you have been out and you've had the opportunity to speak to people over the years. What is your message about organ donation? What do you tell people? I encourage them to donate their organs. One person can save up to seven people's lives. Nick is a prime example of somebody who has has not only survived because of a heart transplant, but has thrived. And it's important that uh, people see it as the true gift that it is. Okay. And so, Susan and Nick, I'll ask you both this question. Why do you think Nick survived? You know, we talked about 30 years ago, and we talked about technology even then. Um, Why do you think that he survived? What was the key? So the reason I think I survived is family, faith, and friends. Mm -hmm. The reason I think I've made it this far. Just if it wasn't for my parents and my brothers and sisters, uh, they really didn't let me feel sorry for myself, even through hard times. Uh, Anyone in my situation need to have someone other than a family member to 
talk to about things that you're not comfortable with talking to your regular family members with. So those are two of the three things why I feel like I made it this far. Support staff is a huge part of making it this far. Someone who can kick you in the butt when you're not doing right. Mm Mm-hmm. Good. And I th- I think I always say the doctors say that they were the best, uh, and I took good care of him. But I know he survived because he got a good match uh, for a heart, and um, and he's taking care of it, and that matters. So Susan, looking back on those days when Nick was in the ICU and on a respirator, did you ever imagine that? that baby would grow up and go to college and get married and have children of his own. Is that something you thought about then? I thought about it, yes. And I wouldn't let myself think that I, he wouldn't do that. The odds were stacked against it. The doctors would have never said, or the nurses never said in a million years, it would ever happen. And I wouldn't let myself think that it, it wouldn't. I, my rule of thumb was is I didn't care when Nick died as long as it was after me, and it and I was going to be live to be a hundred and ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this, Susan. What advice would you give to other parents who have a chronically ill child? What advice do you give to those parents listening this morning? I would tell them to enjoy every single moment they have and not worry about what the future is going to bring or the or what might happen next is appreciate what you have and soak it up for what it is. Um, there's no greater moment in my life than when all of my family is sits down to the table to have a dinner together and every chair is filled. Mm-hmm. And those tiny little moments are the moments that are the most precious. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. Susan, if our listeners would like to find out more about you, if they would like to get a copy of the book, Nick's New Heart, 30 Years and Counting, how can they find the book and how can they find out more about you? You can find out more about me at SusanCMay.com. And the book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and iTunes. So I hope they'll go out and read the book. And Susan, one more bit of tidbit that people may not know is that you're a romance writer, right? <laughs> yes, I am a romance <laughs> writer. Um, I've written o- over 30 romance books for Harlequin. Mm. Uh, um, so I, uh, I actually write medical romances. Uh-huh, go there. I wonder why. <laughs> and you can find that at SusanCarlisle.com. All right. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much, Nick. Thanks for taking time to talk to us. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We've been speaking to Susan May and her son, Nick. The title of the book is Nick's New Heart, 30 Years and Counting. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine right after this. More to come. Stay with us. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.